When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Nadi Day Fiance WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's Nadi Day Fiance. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host Lon. Hey everybody, how's it going? How's it going, Lon? All right. We ready to jump into this? Oh, yeah. Shall we start with Evelyn and... Oh, my God. Did I just blank that one? <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Corey. Corey, yes. Yeah, it almost seems like the theme of this episode was um, was like actions versus words, right? So I got that vibe from like Corey and Evelyn, Steve and Alina, obviously, Sumit and Jenny, right, with Sumit saying all the time that he wants to marry her and stuff. So uh, that's just the whole vibe I got from this. So starting with Corey and Evelyn, yeah, I just, uh, I understand where Evelyn's coming from, but also why is she giving him another shot? And I guess she explains it by she says she misses him. And mm-hmm. I that's relatable, right? When you love someone and you're mad at them, like, Really, though, he he cheated. Well, it's complicated. We'll say that it's complicated, but she's been holding on. She's been holding on to that one incident, and it's important. And I think that's important where she got in a car accident and she's been holding that over his head, keeping it inside, though, but like just holding on to that. And when she needed him most, he was the only one that she um, reached out to. But he was too busy, as she put it, with that whore. (laughs) (laughs) With that thing. And one of the notes I put was like, Jenny isn't a whore, right? Yeah. I don't know how Corey painted her out to be, but Evelyn, blame your man, right? If you know, she had no idea. It wasn't until two and a half months into the relationship that he revealed that he was even married. So we can't put this on Jenny. Blame your man. Don't be, I know you're mad, but don't be calling other women whores. You're your man's a whore. He's the whore, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's a man whore. Yeah. So I, I understand where Evelyn's coming from with all this anger and stuff. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think therapy will do the trick. I just think, I just really think Corey, if they're going to stay with this, Corey does need to earn her trust back, but that's tough. This changes everything. Like it's not something so easily forgiven. Yeah. I just find that it's funny how, they came to the table, literally, with a solution, which is to go to therapy. I thought that was too easy of a, <laughs> you know, in terms of arriving at a resolution for their problem in their marriage. I thought that was a bit too staged <laughs> because like, yeah. you would think they would go at it maybe a few times before someone threw their hands up and say, all right, let's go for therapy. But this is like, Right after all that argument they had, all that, you know, passionate speech from Evelyn and suddenly she goes, you know what, we should go for therapy. 
but you pay it for felt it. weird. <laughs> but it felt out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you said, passion is a good word because it was very, very passionate. The anger, even the anger was passionate and, yeah. and the emotions were passionate. It was super raw. The entire thing seemed staged. When he was cooking her breakfast and she's walking up the stairs, she comes in like smiling and he's like, you go and you do sit down and the food's burning. I'm going to go in the kitchen. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I watching, dude? This is bullshit. (laughs) Everything looks staged about that thing. Like, I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) Do you realize he avoided the question when she asked him, why are there two twin bits? Like, why are there two bits? No. He didn't even address that. <laughs> because I was waiting for the answer and he I didn't hear anything from him. He yeah. totally skipped over it. <laughs> Slick move there, Corey. <laughs> he wants to maybe later on push those beds together. Hopefully. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the rental came with two beds. He could have just said that. But yeah, I think I'm not surprised when Evelyn said she's not the type to forgive. I think we talked mm. about how she felt like she got played on her own game. Yeah. It, it seems like. But then when I also found out that she was in a car accident and she tried reaching out to him and he was too busy canoodling with Jenny. At that point, I was like, oh no, now I'm team Evelyn. Which, ugh, I'm team neither, right? It shows too that she knew a little bit. She probably knew more than she made it out to be, but mm-hmm. she wasn't going to tell him that. Right. When she revealed the car accident, that's when she pulled the cards out. Yeah. And he was like, no, I wasn't. I went to your Instagram and I saw you for the fucking like. And I was like, oh, got you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like she 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 was acting like she didn't know a lot. No, but she knew she knew a lot. Like she knows more. She knows yeah. more than she's letting on. And when he tried to say, what? No, she was like, I went to your Instagram and I saw your stories or something. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, he's <laughs> so long. In terms of therapist slash marriage counselor, where would you rate this person? The one that they went to see. I forgot her name. I'm sorry, but where would you rate her if you were to compare her to the one that Tiffany and Ronald went to see, which is his uncle basically, and the one that I guess Darcy went to see versus let's see, who else went to see a therapist or a marriage counselor? I forgot. I'm pretty sure a lot of people in the 90 day fiance universe went to see marriage counselors, but how would you rate this session that he had? I would say this one is probably just as good as Darcy's. I think, I think she tried to remain neutral. If I remember though, Darcy's was just kind of herself. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. I really liked how that therapist approached Darcy and wasn't going to let Darcy off the hook Mm. and said, you need to work on yourself, right? This therapist, I don't know, didn't really have solutions, but I think wanted to hear both sides of the story and, Mm -hmm. you know, gave them both like, let's hear you both out. So I'd I'd say, and just as good, I'd say probably the worst was Tiffany and Ronald. (laughs) Oh, because it was too one-sided or something? Yeah, well, it was, so it was, it was just uncle? weird. I think we talked about it. It was, yeah, one, it was his uncle, which was already problematic. And even though he it, he seemed to not like try to pick sides, there were just some things where you could tell they were like kind of like sexist and very like religious leaning, right? Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. Remember? Yeah. We're yeah like, because he was okay. a pastor as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Religions are usually very patriarchal. So like, 
already his views were skewed where I think this therapist did a good job of trying to really be neutral about things and let them both kind of speak. I don't remember any kind of resolutions or maybe that wasn't the objective was to come to some kind of resolution, but just to hear them out and have them listen to each other. I thought it was pretty good. I thought she was great in terms of getting Evelyn to talk about her feelings. Mm -hmm. Anyway, no, I was going to read this Reddit piece that I found about Ecuador. I'm not sure if you'll be... Yeah, Ecuador. I'm not sure if you'd be interested to hear. Yeah. So, of course, this Redditor told, well, not told, but forced her friend who was born and raised in Ecuador to watch 90 Day Fiance to give her some opinions on Evelyn. Yeah. So, from this first scene, she watched the part where Corey left for Washington and they're on the phone. She's like, this girl is so mean. Please tell me it gets better. Then this Ecuadorian was so absolutely horrified when Evelyn left Corey in Guayaquil or something. I might have butchered that name on his own. She said the buses are definitely sketching for tourists, even though when they don't speak Spanish and that he could easily get robbed. Mm. And And then she got even more angrier when the only shots of Ecuador put on the show was of the bad side of Angabao. Right. And she even said, where the hell is that? I've never been to a place that looks like that. Why are they making us look bad? And then during the next scene, when she watched Corey's first night where they were sleeping at Evelyn's grandma's house, she mentioned, where is the mosquito net? He's going to get eaten alive. Wait, why won't she give him one? She's so mean. And then fast <laughs> forward to the scene where now she's asking for a $50,000 wedding in rural Ecuador. She felt like it's the dumbest thing she ever heard. And she sincerely hopes 90 Day Fiancé will have some better Ecuadorian representation in the future. Mm. Since she has never met anyone as mean as Evelyn in her country. Wow. There's two things here. So one, I definitely think, and we've talked about this, that 90 Day Fiancé, there are choices that they are making, intentional choices that they make, yeah, right, about the environments and about the way they portray certain countries. So we'll start there. But then also, I think in Evelyn, they found that particular like special character or trope or whatever that they want to play up to. That's great on camera, right? Attractive, but also can be dramatic and can be mean, can be a villainous. Yeah. I guess. So I think it's a 90 day fiance makes for good TV. Good but TV, yeah. when you watch it with a critical lens like that, you'll notice the, those kinds of things. And we've talked about these things that they always portray these countries as dirt poor. Third like world. Very they third amplify wo- the third worldness of it. <laughs> right, right, right. Always, always. Yeah. I think this is a good segue too, because then we can talk about Beanie and how he celebrate Mescal. Right. I hope I didn't butcher that. I think it's the festival of, I forgot, what is it? They discover the crucifix. Apparently when, when the cross was found, I didn't even know that. But I guess they found the cross that Jesus was uh, crucified on. And this celebration is for that. That's not something we celebrate in, in Christianity, at least not in the, in the Catholic faith that I'm aware of. Is this very orthodox, you think? Oh, is, is it just strictly Ethiopian? Because 
ever since we started to know Bini and Ari, they have a lot of religious holidays in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. From my observation, right? From just watching Bini. Because right. when he was in, let me guess, 90 Day Fiancé, I believe, or I mean, when we first got to know him, right? Before the 90 Days right. or something. Remember, there was a festival where they all had to wear white and they want to be sprayed by holy water. Right. The yeah. They were trying to get to the front and right. like, with Ari was getting Avi. pissed off about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was one such religious festival, which I don't know if other Christian worlds celebrate. I mean, because I feel like I grew up around a lot of diverse religious people, but I don't hear them celebrating like a holy yeah, I don't know what that was. Um, I don't. I can't remember, but I don't know what that festival was about either. I, yeah. But then there's the one where they jumped over the little campfire they made. Yes, that one too. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very interesting culture there. I did my research because I was very curious as to why Ethiopia, I guess as a country, celebrates all these very religious holidays. And it turns Colonizers. Out- <laughs> Um, I don't know if, so here's what I found. And I don't know if it's considered colonized. It says a Greek king brought Christianity to Ethiopia by influencing the then king of Ethiopia to convert. Ah, So, so I don't not. know if that's colonized. That's more of like an influence, like a nudge. And I think that's also how, um, and I can speak to this, how Islam got spread in asia it's not through colonization it's through just word political power right political at that time maritime power it's very political it's like the native folks in southeast asia wants to trade with arab traders so to be seen as favorable they adopted the religion of the arabs which obviously is islam and that's how right. Islam spread throughout Southeast Asia. Mm. It, there's no colonization. It was more of like influence and... Right, influence, yeah. right. Yeah, nothing to do with like genocide or, you <laughs> no. know, like forcing people. Missionaries. <laughs> Missionaries, right. Missionaries, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, I was very intrigued by that. I guess that's why they celebrated in such a big way because they have managed to inject in their own custom and they made it their own and that's how they They did yeah they came about with all this religious holiday anyway do you also notice that at that time it has been a month since they were in the u.s and avi apparently hasn't received that hernia surgery right what is this about guys yeah (laughs) Yeah, and the more I think about this, the more I think Benny was set up. Not not, not necessarily Benny was set up, but Ari has a bigger plan. Yeah. And it was to get back to America. I think that's the bigger plan, and this is the first step to it. Mm. Now, whether or not she wants to bring, excuse me, Ari. Did I say Benny? Ari wants to come back to America. Yep. And whether or not Benny is part of that equation, which sucks to say, I think that's optional. At yeah. this point, from what I'm seeing with the trailers and stuff, but I think that's what this is. Like she used the baby as an excuse right. to get on that plane. Yeah. And now, like you said, it's been a month and um, she said, oh, we're, we just have to wait for the scheduling and stuff. 
And I found it interesting too, when she started talking about the argument that they were having and she showed the phone messages, I took a picture of it. She deleted yes. the messages that she's that's in my notes too. Come on. <laughs> He's Come probably on. like, hey, we're gonna argue. So uh and then delete yeah. message. <laughs> yeah, message like three or four deleted messages yeah. on her end. So she's definitely trying to make herself seem better. I'm not phrasing it right. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely making something out of nothing, that's for sure. Because all this argument that they're having seems very contrived. Yeah. And you in know. his messages that I saw, they were really sweet. I think they said, I miss you or something. Yeah. And then she had a bunch of deleted messages before showing some stuff. And I was like, come on, that's not yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that she's trying to act all possessive with him. And he's out there trying to not feel lonely, trying to reconnect with friends, trying to celebrate the Ethiopian New Year or something. Right. Right. And she's like oh why didn't you answer your phone and i'm like come on man we talked it's about part this of too. the bigger yeah it's part of the bigger plan so here's the thing the long game is is coming to america the short game is i need an excuse right. so she's setting this up she's setting all this stuff up that way when it's time for her to say i'm staying here mm. and i'm not coming back yeah she'll have her reasons she'll say well remember all those arguments remember all those nights you went partying with your boys remember she'll have all these reasons lined up so right. i think that's a big picture and i don't like it yeah me too but you know who i don't like more steven with a v steven with a v oh my gosh snacking in between two women in the cab or in the uber so I like annoying. when the mom said, yeah, he behaves like a child and he looks like he does like one. Yeah, yeah he, uh, that was the most awkward ride when he was sitting between them. And yeah. Eating, what are they? You want some cookies? You want some? I'm like, dude, dude. <laughs> and he offered the, the driver the room, to. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to say for a 25 year old, he looks pretty rough. Is he 25? Uh, let me check my notes here. I think he is 25, right? Oh, I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah, he is 25. Alina okay. is 20 years old. So they're like five years apart. Lon, talk to us about this whole situation with deleting social media account. Because does it even work for someone who's going to be dishonest with you? You know, someone uh, who's so- going to be flirting with people. Because I feel like even if there's no social media account, it doesn't change someone's character. He's still going to seek out other people's validation or other people's attention it's not going to change that person i would say this is stuff young people do (laughs) right this is stuff young people do if it come down to deleting social media accounts it's over like it's over yeah it's over already yeah there's no trust there's no trust if it comes down to this if it's already come down to this this is already over i think it's extreme but with that said I understand her reasons behind it. And I also think that if he said he would do it, that circling back to the theme of actions versus words, yep. you said you would do it, so fucking do it. Whether yep. or not this is extreme is no longer the point. You gave her your word. You said you would do it. And this is exactly what she means. You keep telling her all these sweet nothings. You keep saying all this shit and uh, going back on it. You've already painted yourself out to be super hypocritical or excuse me, not painted yourself out to be, but proven yourself to be hypocritical. And it's her fault for not just cutting it off. 
but you said you would do it and you didn't. And that's the point. Whether or not this is extreme is, is irrelevant at this point. But yeah, you know, I don't think this is going to resolve anything. I just think that's who he is. And deleting the social media was the least I think he could have done at this point. Once he did all that stuff and then he said, okay, I'm going to delete it. He should have deleted it. Mm. He should have deleted it. And that would have been the end of it. But because he didn't, he's just continuing to prove how snaky, how manipulative, deceitful, and like not husband material he really is. And then he gets called out for it and tries to flip it on her. Dude, you were flirting and you got caught. And you try to make it about, oh, so you tested me. I'd have been like, yeah, and you failed. (laughs) So he tried to make it her fault. But Alina is not getting it, right? Let's go then and, and delete it right now. And then he still puts up a fight. Baby, baby, I love you, baby. <laughs> like, and, but, and she's still no, no, let's go. Let's go. Let's delete it now. Alina, she should have just said, fuck you. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. So that's where I stand on that. Sometimes it's painful to watch young love. Yeah. <laughs> because and we've I guess all we've, gone we've through all it. been there. <laughs> yeah. We've gone through it and we're like watching ourselves make that mistake all over again through someone else, yeah. right? You out here like watching the show on TV and you're like shouting at the TV like, no, Alina, just run. Just fucking run away. Speck up your back and go back to Russia. But yeah, it's painful for me to see her just tolerate him oh my god like she's making excuses yeah again and again yeah. and i'm like alina you're gonna get burned and, and his excuses in the past were like oh well i didn't know how serious we yeah. would be what but the fuck this excuses masha, the masha thing is so recent though yeah you know so you can't be like oh i didn't know we were serious and stuff like you were already about to meet up so I don't, I'm not buying he it. He's such a snake. He's yeah. trying to get out of the situation by gaslighting her yeah. as much as he can. And like, what kind of excuses? Oh, yeah, but there's no Wi-Fi here. I cannot delete my social media account. Bullshit. Kinds of shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to use the uh, park Wi-Fi and fucking delete it. I wouldn't have even, <laughs> I don't know. It's easy for me to say all this, but because like you said, we've already been through this and I'm yeah. just looking at it like, no, don't let him slide on this kind of stuff. I, I'd be like, dude, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going back to Russia. Yeah. But I think we both agree that as soon as you ask someone to delete their social media account, there's no trust already. Like that yeah, is no trust already. kind of doomed to fail in a way, right? Mm-hmm. All right. He'll find ways. He'll find ways. Yeah, definitely. So from a very young couple... In Stephen and Alina, let's go to the other end of the spectrum with Jenny and Sumit. <laughs> it's not even about them anymore. And I think this is why, okay, so, I mean, I'm split on this one. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to watch them because I didn't find them interesting. I'm interested in what's going on now, but it's not even about them at this point. So now TLC is getting airtime with the parents and it, it, it does make for entertaining tv how the mom and jenny are just two different worlds and are not communicating but jenny thinks everything's fine and the mom is like you're an idiot you're useless yeah. <laughs> you know, with a smile on her face 
and it's fucked up it is it's fucked up but like <laughs> i thought it was funny it reminded me of a scene from like national lampoons european because <laughs> like chevy chase doesn't speak french and he's he's trying to order from the menu and like the french server is like you're a fucking idiot yeah and i'm just gonna <laughs> talk to you like this with a smile on my face and chevy is like oh you like that oh okay <laughs> like, that's what it reminded me of and i was i was dying but like here's my thing and i think we touched on this briefly do you think jenny should get a pass for certain cultural things because she's american and what i mean by that is i get you have to respect certain practices and certain things but there are really specific things i think that like maybe that's just not what americans do and mm -hmm. i i'm kind of doubling over myself because like she is in a different country and she she should yeah. respect that yeah but i would go as far as to say that if there were american things and somebody was in my country that was maybe asian or whatever and they came here I wouldn't expect them to do everything, right? Do you know what I mean? Does that make, yeah, does that yeah. make sense? I would give them a pass simply because they're not American. Yeah. There are general things where, yeah, you should learn to speak the language. I'm not going to yeah. come down on you and say, speak English. Yeah. But definitely learn to speak the language, at least try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, other things maybe I'd be like, oh, that's, it's an American thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? I'd have that kind of attitude. Should they give her some kind of cultural pass maybe? Cultural pass. That's a good way to put it. I think they should, not only because she's American, but she's much older. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like, listeners, I think some of you may be, may be angry at us because I was listening to our last recording and I realized I came across as ageist because I was, we keep talking about how old Jenny is. But let's be real. It's very obvious like it's I'm the not point making... of their relationship right, right? it's, it's the disparity in the age and right. I feel like it's the elephant in the room that we have to address right mm -hmm. is that Jenny's of a certain age yeah 61 may not be old I wouldn't say 61 is old she looks healthy she can walk properly she's able to carry out normal activities she's not that old but I'm just she can sweep the kitchen. From right. She can sweep the kitchen, even though she, it sounds like she was really out of breath after that. Right. But there was a lot of bending down. So I totally get it. But yeah, I feel like she should definitely get a cultural pass. So like, for example, the bending down to greet his parents. I think she exactly could get away about. with that because a she's American. She's a foreigner. And as a foreigner, you're not used to that Indian custom. But mm. also B, she's much older. We talked about this. I'm sorry, but she is. She's much older. She, she doesn't really have to because if anything, they should bow down to her because she's, mm. a, she's much older, mm. right? If we were to go with <laughs> yeah. like how the customs work. Right, but, but right. Technically, she should also do that because it's a way of respecting your partner's parents. Yeah. But the hierarchy is such that and the older he touches, does it. he touches their feet too, right? He touches, yeah, he touches their feet, but that's the hierarchy, right? It's like, it's your parents. You, that's how you greet your parents so just like how in my i'm weird about feet so if it wasn't my parents i wouldn't have to touch their feet or would i have to touch their feet that's the thing that yeah i think if <laughs> you're a head, foreigner like, like if you them? don't know them if you're a stranger or if it's your friend's parents you don't have to i think like that's where the cultural past comes in right mm. just like how in my culture i 
kiss the hand of my relatives and they're mostly older folks like the older cousins older aunts and uncle I will like shake their hands by kissing their their hand but my fiance doesn't have to I feel like that's how we give him a cultural the pass, pass. Right, right the cultural pass yeah just like how I hope Americans give me cultural pass because I don't celebrate Halloween so that's why I'm not so into it because I don't grow up with it Like, I don't right. grow up dressing up. You know what I mean? Like, so for me to, like, not celebrate it, I hope people give me a cultural pass. But it is a yeah. fun holiday. I get it. But it's just, I also feel like the meaning behind it doesn't make sense to me. But right. anyway. And it's even a religious one, too. So if right. if you're not of the religion, then I it a wouldn't weekend? surprise me if people were like, oh, that's actually, yeah. It's, it's like religious, gotten, dude. Yeah, it's gotten further from its religious like, right. roots. But, like. Didn't it, like originate from Salem because of like the witches I thought it was Christian it's Christian and it's a mixture of Christian and pagan that is true that yeah. is true Maybe and the witches eventually had something to do with it yeah and but... because paganism came first a lot of paganism traditions got absorbed when Christianity spread yes. right yes. so yeah yeah, yes. yeah. totally totally <laughs> totally like right. if you think about it the concept of Santa Claus is kind of paganistic in a way because you're sort of acknowledging this mythical creature easter you know. why is yeah. there a bunny yeah pagan. pagan yeah yeah got it but that's because it's a sign of spring right isn't it tied to spring because easter I is always tied to spring so bunny is like anyway i like think going the christians well will always make something up to justify it but i yeah. think originally like there was a pagan reason about the bunny yeah right right <laughs> But yeah, I think I like how you phrase that, like how you frame it, right? Jenny should get a cultural pass. So I think that's why she felt like, okay, it's my house. It's my kitchen. I can do whatever I want. You know, what's with these gender roles that I have to play? Mm -hmm. But then I've been reading about how people feel that Sumit probably feels trapped with her and that's why he's now saying things like i want to live with my parents along with you it's like what he's trying like, to get out man he's that's trying to get I, out dude he's, he's out. this is like get out the indian version you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> let him go jenny let, let him, him go, go already yeah i think maybe he dug himself out of a hole and he sees that it's not so deep that he can't get out Yeah, there's these little things. Oh, uh, my passport or whatever. Or yeah, there's these little things he's trying to do. Oh, I didn't know. So many excuses. And, yeah, and, so and he's many. just trying to climb out of the hole he dug for himself. Yeah, but all the while he has to present this front for Jenny that oh yeah, it's, I still do. I, I'm true to my word. I want to marry you and stuff like that. So I yeah. don't know. Man, Jenny sounds like a boss level difficulty. <laughs> 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 you just can't yeah. beat his boss level <laughs> what i found interesting though towards the end of the episode when it showed the parents again one of the notes i wrote and obviously you know there was a lot lost in translation between jenny and the mom but the mom was like i wasn't even mad or anything i wasn't there was nothing malicious about what i was saying but she ended with I have changed myself for Samit's happiness. Right. What will Jenny do? So mm. that one struck me. So I was like, oh, so she did. So she's kind of accepting I'm going to change so that he can be happy. Okay, well, I did my part. 
now she's putting it on Jenny for Jenny to do her part. Yeah. But then I'm like, ah, oh. so now when she framed it that way, now I see, okay, Jenny, what are you going to do then? Yeah. Are you going to meet these standards? Or are you just going to keep saying, well, my house and my I'm American. Kitchen, <laughs> I'm American. Right. And it made me take a step back and go, ah, so the way the mom sees it is I have changed. Yeah. I've changed. And for my son's happiness, I have changed. Yeah. That's what I did. Now it's your turn and you're not proving shit to me. Right. Right. So then yeah. I, I was like, huh. Now seeing it through that lens, now I'm like, okay, what are you going to do then? They ended with that. If they started with that from the beginning, I might have maybe seen the episode through a different lens. But now I'm just starting to see it now from the mom side. Like, okay, I changed. Are you going to change? You know what I mean? Flipped it on her. Yeah. What are you going to do then? You're not showing me anything. Right. The fact that the mom and dad came, that's already like almost meeting them in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, because at first they were like denying this whole relationship but the fact that the mom came to ensure that jenny acts in a way that satisfy her in a way that will take care of her son will take care of sumit i thought that was a big move like that was her almost extending the olive branch to kind of accept jenny potentially into the family but let's not forget the mental anxiety that the parents have because they're preparing themselves for the onslaught of criticisms from their friends and family. Because right. remember what they said, Jenny, how would you react when people come up to you and say you're old enough to be his grandma? Yeah. Because that might be the reality that Jenny... What was her be. reaction? His think, mom, but not his grandma. Right. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Jenny, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. And they are. And I think they try to tell her that too. Like, yeah. okay, we're, we're going to do our best, but it's bigger than us. Yeah. It's not us. It's right? not, yeah. The community as a whole. Yeah. That's what we're thinking about. It's going to come down on her. And will she mm. be prepared for that? Right. So we'll see. Right. <laughs> All right. Last couple to talk about here is our favorite, Armando and Kenny. What do you guys say about that? More waterworks. <laughs> I know. So I understand. And um, it's tough being away. I've been away from my family for a lot of my, I want to say, my late teens and my 20s leading up into my 30s because I was in the military. And yep. then after I got back, after about two years, I went to Seattle for like seven years. So I understand how that feels to watch people growing and not be a part of their lives to miss out on birthdays and holidays. But to me, I think the way possibly to work this out is, is to go visit a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. I think he's in a position. He has the means to, or at least I assume that he does. It's not the end of the world. I get it. You're not going to be in their lives a hundred percent of the time, but if you feel homesick, get a plane ticket. Maybe let Armando know or invite him to come along. Hey, you know, this is happening or we should take a trip down there for so-and-so's birthday or definitely maybe trade Christmases. You figure this out. So, yeah. yeah, what I'm saying is this is actually 
normal for all couples, not just people who are dating someone in another country. There are people who marry and their families are in different states. Not everyone's going to marry someone that's in the same city. And being, at least for me, growing up in the military, people were married and, and their families were in different parts of the country, even though yeah. it was still America. You always have to compromise. At least that's what I grew up with thinking about marriage and relationships is you're always going to have to compromise. You're always going to have to visit the other person's family and make it work. Right. So um, I feel bad. Definitely that Kenny's homesick and, and I understand his pain of that FOMO and FOMO in a huge way. Right. Yeah. Like, not FOMO, I'm going to miss out on this on a concert or something like what we use, like we it's throw life it around events, lightly right, right? now. These yeah. are life events, right? Yeah. These are life events. So I get that. But I think too, like if Kenny had been honest from the jump and was like, look, I'm here, but I'm going to you know, tell you up front that I'm going to miss my family a lot. So you're going to have to understand that. And uh, we're going to have to find some way to make some compromises or for maybe me to visit. And things like that, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. I think for Armando, it seemed maybe that it was out of left field because Kenny was hiding his feelings about it. Mm. I think that's more of where Armando was hurt that his partner is homesick. Yeah. Right. I if anything, it, he understands. I think he'd understand. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. It's that, oh, I, well, I had no idea. And now you're scaring me. Do you still want to go on with getting married and stuff? Yeah. And I don't think they're in trouble. I think they're, yeah. they're play, maybe that they're playing that up or TLC wants them to play that up. I don't think their marriage is in trouble at all or their yeah. relationship's no. in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you summed it up really well, Lon. So the only thing I want to say is I guess Kenny probably got triggered because he knows that and triggered in an emotional way. I'm not saying like he's angry or anything, but right. he found out that Cassie is pregnant and. Mm. Newsflash, she just gave birth. So congrats to Congratulations. Kenny. So yeah, I think it worked out. I believe they went over to visit them. So yeah, I think this is just a case of you know them playing it out for TLC, for the show. I like to think that they're a genuine couple and they're obviously still together and Hannah is still the cutest thing to ever yeah. grace our TV. <laughs> Wishing them all the best and so happy for Cassie. You know, she's such a sweet person. Congratulations, Cassie. All right, Lon. We've come to the end of episode nine of 90 Day Fiancé, The Other Way, season three. What is your WTF moment? You know, this time I'm going to go with, even though I, I could go the easy route, like Stephen with a V, but I'll go with Ari and Benny. I think um, there was definitely for me a WTF moment when it occurred to me what I think she's doing. And what I mm. think she's doing is planting seeds for her to remain in the US. Right. And for her not to return. Mm -hmm. And so she's stirring up all this conflict and saying, you should answer your phone and you should never turn your phone off. And, and just kind of putting all this conflict so that she'll have reasons to stay. And when it's time for her to come back, she can say, well, we just haven't been getting along and you haven't been treating me the way I want to be treated. You have his son. End of story. <laughs> work it out right like yeah you, you said you would come back so come back don't be that person don't be his ex one yeah but also just don't be that person that's going to go back on your word you're married now and it's too convenient for you to say well you've been treating me badly so i'm not coming back yeah no y'all are married work it the fuck out you have his son <laughs> you know you got to do something so. yeah, it's like it's almost petty if she doesn't come back 
mm-hmm. just because of her argument or just because of a minor disagreement. Like, no, you have his son. Like you said, yeah. she should come back. That's the right thing to do, at least, right? right? Totally there with you. I actually was going to ask, I was just wondering out loud, like, are there any set of friends who is ever going to side with the couple? You know, like, what I'm trying to say is that TLC always find that friend who doesn't agree with the friend's partner. Mm. You know, when they did the interview, the confessional with Beanie's friend, and Beanie's friend was like, Ari is a very difficult personality or something along that lines. And he even teased Beanie and said, there's the Ten Commandments and whatever, whatever, and then Ari's And then there's Ari's <laughs> rules, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was really witty and funny, yeah. but like TLC always find that friend that's never going to side with the couple. <laughs> but anyway, my WTF moment is a soft one. But it's Sumit suggesting to Jenny that they should they move, move in with, and all yeah, that. with the mm. parents. Mm. I was like, are you seeing what I'm seeing here? Like, <laughs> you're expecting this person, this American, to live with your parents? Right. Like, are you seeing this person in front of you? Like, come on. And they don't get along. That's another thing. Like, yeah. All that conflict. Or, you want that? that's what you want for the rest of your life <laughs> for them to constantly like you wouldn't yeah. hear the end of it from both sides. I know from, it's normal. From Jenny in, and from your parents. You right. I know it's normal in other culture, but me personally, I cannot live with my partner's parents just because I need that privacy. I need space. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't need a jury <laughs> that watches me. <laughs> That it just supervises and judge you know, and jury. Judge, yeah, case. judge and jury, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. no one in the right mind at any age would want that. But yeah, so that's my WTF moment. Do we want to talk about in other news? In other news, what uh what what do we hear? What's the T? Right. So in other news, it's part of our WTFT. And this is kind of sad, but Jojo is no longer friends with Angela. Jojo. Jojo, the friend that came <gasps> oh! with Angela to her surgery in LA. What? MVP yeah. Jojo? MVP Jojo, How exactly, y'all. They're not friends. Yeah, she posted something cryptic on Instagram. And I think we all kind of figured out that she and Angela went separate ways. And I thought that was very sad pretty sure it was angela's fault oh yeah definitely yeah i would definitely side with jojo any yeah. day team jojo on that team one jojo definitely and yeah angela doesn't deserve her dude like yeah. she's so nice she's so nice and then the other thing i was going to mention is and this is a continuation of something that we spoke about last week is the reason why varia is on jeffrey's side so turns out Varya and Jeffrey are married. Mm. Supposedly. Supposedly, right? And people are speculating that Varya's probably desperate to get Jeffrey out of prison because if he doesn't, then he does not qualify as a petitioning spouse of a green card applicant, aka her. That changes everything. Right. Oh my god! So that's why she's 
rigorously fighting for his freedom right. him to be released from prison justice for Jeffrey right so I can see why she's so wow. adamant and so passionate about Jeffrey getting another trial because she and others unfortunately felt that Jeffrey did not get fair representation but I'm like dude it's so clear if you go to court TV it's so clear that Jeffrey abused this woman mm-hmm. you know there was a kidnap attempt wow. there was a lot of other things that he's being indicted for so there's no running away from this you know he deserves whatever prison sentence he's going to get kidnapping's a felony right yeah yeah dude what the hell even if it's your own relative or your own family member like yeah kidnap is kidnap that's that's, that's pretty forcing serious. people out of their free will to like resist yeah you know yeah. so <laughs> anyway so that's the tea and that's the tea and that's the tea and lon do you want to speak about insiders i know you recommend watching that and apparently someone asked you or asked us to talk about insiders so do you want to talk about it i can save it I haven't made my points yet. Okay. Okay. But yeah, um, I'll, I can mention it briefly. All right. Also, cool. I know that we talk about, you know, reality TV here. And if you've listened to our extra WTF extra uh, Patreon, you'll know that other shows that we like to talk about. So this is one that was requested from a friend of mine. Hi, Ocean. Called Insiders. And it's a Spanish show where the twist is they think they're auditioning for a reality TV show. And what they don't know is that the reality TV show they've been told about will not air. It does not exist. The show is already filming. (laughs) So it's been filming them since they walked in and auditioned. And they are under the belief that they're in the casting phase and their director, producers or whatever are still casting for parts. So these people supposedly don't know that they're being filmed. And, And I think the interesting part is how we act. How we act when we're being watched versus how we act when we think no one's watching or when we believe no one is watching us. So I think that was a very interesting angle. And I binged it. I sat down and, and I binged it in one sitting. And um, so there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, I liked that there were four LGBTQ cast members in there. Don't want to give away too much of the show. So I'll, I'll save my talking points for later. Yeah, I think it's interesting for me how people act. But also what my friend brought up is the mental health of the cast members and how is this going to impact them long term? So that's another thing that, you know, when you watch it from that lens and the emotions that they all experience and and then producers telling them later on, oh, by the way, this is not real or whatever. And what? Like, <laughs> what are the implications of that? And, and so I'll save my talking points. I'm going to give it another watch and uh Maybe talk about it again next time. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, Lon, but they watched themselves being exposed, right? During those times when they think they're not being watched. They made them watch. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the that's, that's how they kicker. got really, really riled up about it, right? That's another kicker is you say things and you say things under the veil of secrecy, right? Right. So you don't think the cameras are on, but they're taping everything. Yeah. And then later on in the show, you find out, They put them in the same room and they play the footage of things that were said, of things that were done for the other people to judge about, right? To make decisions about. And 
the reveal of their characters and stuff like that. So it gets, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Real quick, I would like to recommend Night Teeth on Netflix. It was a, it was a cool movie, I would say, right? If you're not watching Dune, if you don't have HBO Max, go over to Netflix if you have Netflix and watch Night Teeth. I think it was in the top 10. It might still be in the top 10. I just want to say it's very LA. <laughs> so if you like that vibe, it aligns with the Halloween season, right? Mm. The horror movie season. So yeah, go take a peek at Night Teeth and, uh, and let us know it's, what you think. It's vampires, right? Damn, you spoiled it for everyone now. Now they oh, know it's on the trailer. It. Yeah, it, it is. Oh. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we have a you can edit that running, part out. Yeah, we have no. We have a running <laughs> theme here. It's like first we recommended Midnight Mass, and that was sort of vampire-ish. and then now I recommend Night Teeth. And what's next? I Twilight. Watch that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> oh, hey! Or oh, the Eternals yeah. first, right? But. We'll see. Oh, Eternals first, right? Yeah. I, I was using the Twilight as a segue because our pets. Is, oh, yeah, is, our pets. That's right. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. You can find me on Instagram at lon, L-A-N, underscore like, underscore lon, L-A-W-N. Uh, you'll also find a link tree uh, to my Facebook, which is Italics Plays, I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. I play video games and live stream on Facebook. Now meta. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that's weekends. right. <laughs> Man, they went down and now they decide to like change their identity. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about that? So let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. Go um, for it. It's meta because it's short for metaverse. He's taking social media to the next, he believes, social interaction to the next level, which is pretty much what we've seen in Ready Player One. So we're connected through our mo- mobile devices, but now... I believe VR is going to play a more important role. We're graduating from mobile into VR. And the reason why he's calling Facebook meta now is because now he's going to create, or he wants to create experiences that are no longer like on the phone. You can be different things and join people in different spaces, like virtually. So that's the gist of it. And he has a pretty lengthy read about it too. And, and I think it's accompanied by a video. But we'll, we'll keep it at that. I don't want to say too much, but we can talk about it next time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I still don't have Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm one of those people that don't have Facebook. I know. Maybe you'll have Meta, though. Oh, my God. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. All right, y'all. Just want to say once again, thank you. Thank for you, listeners. Listening, even though there's a lot of other 90 Day Fiancé podcasts out there, but you choose to listen to us we want to thank you sincerely from the bottom of our heart and i guess happy halloween happy halloween <laughs> wow. I am